Don't look back because the market is closed. Kind of a good thing on this very, very bizarre, very volatile uh, Monday. Uh, quick note, some wisdom from my mentors of, uh, of many years ago, now three decades ago, and a big shout out to those two, uh, Michael Metz of Oppenheimer and uh, Ted Parsons, my very first mentors that got into the business. Uh, both rest in peace, gentlemen, but you gave me some great advice over the years. And one of those that I've tried my best to follow over the years is, uh, I think, pretty relevant and may have shown its, uh, its hand today, which is never buy on a Friday, never sell on a Monday. This was what their mentors taught them. Their mentors wor- worked on Wall Street during the uh, Great Depression. So um, I picked up these, these, these kernels of, of these golden boulders, if you will, from these gentlemen over the years, and that was one of them. Don't buy on a Friday, don't sell on a Monday. We may have seen that, again, come into play today. Uh, as uh, market opened sharply higher today, uh, Dow Jones, within the first few minutes of trading, was uh, uh, up, up above 300 points higher. Same thing with the NASDAQ, really sharp uh, opening gains and just started to whittle away. Uh, before you know it, we're down more than 500 points in the Dow Jones with about 30 minutes left, and we had a pretty furious rally into the close. Here's the final readings. Dow Jones closed down minus 245 points, right at 1%, at 24,442. Uh, S&P 500, pretty close to it, down, uh, well, actually, uh, sorry, my eyes are failing me there. S&P 500 actually had a much better day, down about six-tenths of a percent, down 17 points at uh, 2641. And the reason for that distinction, by the way, folks, is that three-quarters of our, of our losses in the Dow Jones today came from two companies, and that was Boeing and IBM. IBM, on the acquisition uh, of a Red Hat, uh, a $34 billion acquisition announced uh, before the open this morning, and then Boeing, uh, down on fears that uh, going forward, uh, our budget uh, cuts will begin to eat in defense spending, I, and I'm all for that. Uh, we need less defense spending, not more defense spending. Uh, that's, that's my personal view. Um, let's continue. Russell 2000 was our winner on the day, down four-tenths of 1%, or six points, at 1477. It's extremely oversold, many, many standard deviations below uh, where it should be trading based on some oscillators that we follow here. When that bounces back, the, the move higher than the Russell 2000 is going to be fast and furious, and that does make sense. Typically, small caps are the strongest headed into the year end, but that can sometimes be more of a December-January story uh, than, than it is in the uh, late October-November story. Finally today, the NASDAQ was down 1.6%, down a big 116 points at 7,050. However, again, coming well off the, low, uh, the lows, uh, losses almost double that uh, uh, in, uh, in, in intraday trading. So good to see you come back today. In the old days, we'd have pretty, pretty commonly what we call Turnaround Tuesday. And it would typically follow a day like we just had on a Monday today. So uh, the internals today, I want to cover those here because they're important. Internals today were, uh, were positive all day long. It looked like a really nice divergence taking place here as the market dropped, but the internal stayed positive, but we did not get that into the close, unfortunately. Advanced decline, 2 to 1 negative. Uh, up-down volume, 2.3 to 1 negative. Uh, NASDAQ was 3 to 1 negative in volume. And uh, the ugly, the really ugly duckling, which continues to be new highs, new lows. Again, check out these readings. Just 52 stocks hitting fresh, excuse me, just 78 stocks hitting fresh 52-week highs to 1,000. 264 stocks 
hitting new 52-week lows. That's got to change. And from our work, uh, looking at the S&P 1500, we don't get the final readings of the day until uh, about 4.30 our time. That's uh, the central time. But our work shows that uh, the S&P 1500, new highs to new lows, tends to bottom one to three days before the overall market does. And we actually have a bit of a positive divergence there taking place from the lows of last week. So we'll watch that closely. Uh, still, this is a negative day, a negative day for the VRA system. We do remain at 6 out of 12 screens being bullish. But I'll tell you that the longer we stay underneath these 200-day moving averages, uh, the more bearish I will be forced to get. You have to have some rules and systems in place, and that simply is one of our biggies there as a trend follower. What we we I don't mind being down below the 200-day for a day or two or three, but uh, much beyond that, we get very concerned. And so we, we, uh, we're looking for a rally here. And as you can probably tell in my voice, hoping for a rally. I remain bullish fundamentally. Um, I see no reason to, to see anything other than a strong U.S. economy that continues. Actually, even as, as weak as the global stock markets have been, the global economy continues to be strong and recovering. So this is more of a, of a stock market uh, sell-off than it is an economic sell-off. And uh, here's the proof of that. We've talked about this before, but I think it's important to come back to it again. Uh, we watch very closely in the VRA system. We have 12 screens. Uh, eight of those are fundamental. Four of those are technical. So 70%, 30 uh, yeah, 70%, 30% fundamental is technical. And the, we watch the leading economic indicators. We watch consumer sentiment. We watch freight shipping. And we watch employment. These all top out nine months to a year before the stock market does, and these continue to hit new monthly highs. So economically, everything appears to be intact. This is what the fear of the unknown is all about, is the stock market telling us that a recession is about to happen. We don't see that yet. We don't see any signs of that yet. doesn't mean it can't happen. And again, the longer we stay down in the stock market, the more concerned, obviously, we're going to get. But uh, we don't want to ha have price change our sentiment too much. And uh, that's certainly what's happening with sentiment. Sentiment now on these, um, um, uh, on these um, uh, uh, daily uh, sentiment surveys that we follow here, like CNN Fear, Fear and Greed Index and the weekly AAI sentiment survey, uh, these are both reading extreme fear. Uh, CNN Money's at 6. Uh, AAII, the weekly survey, is at 28% bulls. Uh, these are fearful, very extreme fearful readings. And uh, we'll get the updated AI on, on Wednesday. Uh, and probably we'll see worse readings than 28% bulls, to be, to be honest about it. Uh, we did see some positives today. The sectors that were higher, uh, utilities, of course, uh, they, they tend to go up uh, with fears of, of the market. Even as bond yields went higher today, that's an interesting uh, connection there. But we did see the retailers close higher, the sectors that closed higher. Retail, consumer staples. Healthcare, and if I can read my writing here, yeah, financials. Financials were higher today by 1.3%. Uh, financials actually began to decouple uh, from the broad markets last week. Financials started to move higher as the broad market moved lower. Financials are extremely important to the success of both the U.S. economy and our stock market. So we look for these positive divergences, and uh, again, in this market, you take, it where you, take them where you can get them. Today, the put-call ratio closed at 1.26, traded above one most of the day. That's a, 
uh, an indication of extreme excessive bearishness as a contrarian. That means we want to be long. And we saw, again today, the trading index, the trend, closed it to 1.02. Again, closing above 1 today, also a sign of excessive bearishness. The VIX closed today, or the fear index, the VIX closed today at 25 in that area, up about 4%. Nothing, uh, nothing, no great shakes there. Um, Again, we've seen no gold spike. We've seen no bond market disasters. We've seen no real signs, even internationally. We've seen no real signs of uh, something that tells us something's about to blow up. Gold usually gives us that sign. I've watched that for three decades plus. We're not seeing that right now. Again, doesn't mean it can't happen. But, folks, what this most likely is, is it's October. It, this is it, it's a reason that October gives us our best buying opportunity. And uh, very hopeful uh, that that's the case. Seeing some constructive signs, that may well be the case. But uh, this market needs to get its act together. And uh, we'd like to see a turnaround Tuesday take place tomorrow to give us a little more confidence that's going to be the case. It's, uh, it's getting to uh, what we call here in Texas nut-cutting time. And we've got to get back over these 200-day moving averages or a whole lot of people are going to get a whole lot worried. Folks, uh, thank you for joining us today. Again, my name is Kip Herridge. Uh, We'll be back with you tomorrow after the close. Have a great evening.